Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money, a lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money, which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. From their website, J Street organizes pro-Israel, pro-peace Americans to promote U.S. policies that embody our deeply held Jewish and democratic values and that help secure the state of Israel as a democratic homeland for the Jewish people. We believe that only a negotiated resolution agreed to by Israelis and Palestinians can meet the legitimate needs and national aspirations of both peoples. Jeremy Ben-Ami is the president of J Street, and he joins me now. Jeremy, thank you so much for coming back to the program. I'm watching cable chirons as I'm doing this radio show, and I'm really troubled by what I see just in terms of, of where we're headed. The IDF ordering a million Gaza residents to evacuate to the south. The U.N. saying it's just not possible. And now the U.S. asking Israel to rescind that decree. Speak to me about that issue. Sure. Well, first of all, Michael, thank you very much for having me back on. And uh, it is a very, very troubling time. I think probably in our lifetime, the most serious challenge that the state of Israel and I would say the Jewish people has faced uh, the tragedy that began last weekend uh, has no precedent uh, since the time of the Holocaust in terms of the violence against civilians. Uh, and now the justifiable uh, desire for retribution and for uh, a permanent military answer about this uh, unbearable threat from Hamas uh, is, is bringing us to this point. Uh, it is going to be a very, very... Uh, difficult uh, few weeks. Uh, the question of whether or not uh, this ground invasion, which seems inevitable of Gaza, uh, then spreads to other fronts, and the question of Hezbollah in the north and what happens on the West Bank is an open question. Uh, these are some very, very troubling times, and, and you're right to be following every Chiron uh, to the second because it's uh, happening in real time. I know you went to the White House this week. Uh, what was the message that you took? Uh, the message that, uh, you know, everybody took was thank you uh, to the president. I think the Israeli public, uh, Jews around the world, people who care about the state of Israel, uh, have felt the deep personal and emotional tie that President Biden feels uh, to uh, the people who have suffered uh, this week uh, on the Israeli side of the and who have been the victims of this horrific uh, crime against humanity. And we know that that is heartfelt uh, from the president. He slammed his 
fist on the lectern and talked about pure evil uh, in a way that was not, uh, you know, scripted or rehearsed. It came from the heart, and that's the first and foremost message. I think, you know, my message is always a little bit more nuanced, perhaps, than some others, uh, uh, you know, in these kinds of meetings. And I noted that uh, the people that I know that died uh, in these horrific attacks uh, happened to all have been uh, people who devoted their lives to peace uh, and actually worked on Arab-Palestinian-Jewish uh, reconciliation, uh, who went through numerous rounds of prior violence and always came out on the other side with the message that there is no military solution to this conflict. And the last thing that they would want is for their the message of their death uh, to be that we need further death and destruction. Uh, you know, my message to the White House was there is no military solution and when the dust settles, uh, we all have to keep alive that hope of the people I know who died, uh, that we need to find a political resolution uh, and a way for both these people to live in peace and security for the long term so they don't keep killing each other. You referenced Vivian Silver, Heim Katzman, Ophir Liebstein, and you said, quote, they would want, this is in your Twitter feed, I follow you on Twitter, they would want the terrorists and those who sent them brought to justice and to ensure that Gaza's civilians have access to water, food, and fuel, and a humanitarian corridor. Can you do both, Jeremy? That's the question. Can you bring to justice those from Hamas responsible for the atrocities of last Saturday and maintain those resources that you that are now being cut off from the people of Gaza? Well, we're, we're, we are human and, and not capable of perfection, and it is probably true that you cannot perfectly achieve both goals, but the, uh, the goal should be uh, to do what is about to be done and what is justifiable to do to terrorists and terrorist infrastructure while at the same time doing everything in your capacity to minimize the harm to innocent civilians. And Hamas uses civilians as human shields. They bury their weapons underneath mosques. They launch their grenades and, and rockets from uh, courtyards of schools. They uh, are headquartered in buildings with offices and apartments. Uh, this is a very, very high and difficult bar to meet, but I hope that the United States and the state of Israel understand the international rules of war, as the president said, uh, and that this will be a legitimate response and not simply uh, a, a search for revenge. Phil, who follows you on Twitter, posted a comment and said, I did love J Street, but this has changed me. We cannot negotiate with Hamas. We must dismantle them. What would you say to him? Yeah, no, I took a look and to see who exactly he is. I have a strong suspicion, uh, Michael, that there was never a time when he actually loved J Street. So right. I'm not too, too worried about that. Right. Uh, but, you know, I do think that this is going to be a very hard moment. I have very deep. Uh, you know, family and friend relationships in, in Israel. And uh, my family goes back there 140 years. And, uh, you know, this is wall-to-wall support for a military operation against Hamas. There is going to be no quarter brooked, uh, you know, in any part of Israel uh, for uh, sort of standing back from the need to root this, this evil out. Uh, and so, you know, we understand that and we support the people in the state of Israel in the search for quiet and peace and security. Uh, but we will stand up as Jews and as supporters of Israel uh, for humanitarian 
uh, rights and for international law. And we will argue that it is in Israel's best interest to protect the, uh, uh, you know, the human rights of Gaza's civilians, even as one does this. And, And if people think that is the right and balanced approach, then J Street is the right home. Uh, and for those who have no interest in human rights, uh, J Street perhaps is not the right home for you. Is it too soon to talk about, you know, what went wrong historically? It, should our focus be solely on what happened Saturday? Is it inappropriate to be saying if, if a two-state solution had been pursued, seriously pursued by Netanyahu, before this moment in time, then maybe we wouldn't be where we are, or is that in bad taste? Well, I don't know if it's in bad taste, but I do think it's probably too soon for a, uh, you know, more level-headed and even-keeled discussion. Uh, This is the heat of the moment, the absolute pinnacle of the heat of the moment, and people can't really have a fully rational conversation. There's a very, very important uh, autopsy to be done about this whole thing, uh, from the intelligence failures, the defense failures, uh, the political failures, but I would argue, you know, primarily a, a massive strategic failure. The, the assumption that there just simply is no solution to this conflict is too easy of an out. Uh, there is a solution, just some people don't like it, you know, and they don't want to hear what the solution is, and they don't want to tell people what they need to do in order to have a solution to this conflict. It's not popular and it's not easy, but I hope when the time is right, uh, and that will be after the conflict is over and after the dust has settled, uh, and after a lot of people have died and been injured and suffered, I hope that there will be a space for that rational conversation. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes 
processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Smirconish, NetSuite.com slash Smirconish, NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. I'm surprised that there's not more reporting on the fate of the hostages. I mean, I'm paying close attention. You're obviously paying very close attention. But we, we seem to know nothing about their 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 well-being, their, whether they're alive, whether they're controlled by, you know, one form of Hamas that can be negotiated with. Do you have any thoughts on their situation? Yeah, I think that, you know, most of the information that does exist, and I believe that there is information uh, in government uh, and diplomatic channels. I think that, you know, there are countries that have a channel of communication. uh, And so there is information, but it is being very closely held. Uh, This is very, very sensitive. uh, And and I have noted that uh, those who are in the know about what is going on are not talking. And so I'm, you know, not optimistic. I will be honest about where we are headed. uh, And I think that a ground invasion is a you know, going to be very, very hard to ensure the protection of civilians. For your listeners, you know, the size of this area is basically the uh, the size of the city of London. Uh, you know, not the little city of London, I mean the entirety of London. Uh, you know, it is a um, very, very limited area. There's an intense underground city uh, that has been constructed. Undoubtedly, the hostages are being held underneath, uh, you know, the Gaza City, northern part of the West Bank, which is where they are now, you know, talking about the ground invasion and they will go in uh, and they will, you know, go and find every single last tunnel and bunker. Um, and, I, and I'm very, very worried for the fate of the hostages in the face of this. Jeremy, the the sort of parameters of conversation, the boundaries of dissent in this country, subject of a lot of different anecdotes and stories, many of them emanating from a college campus. How do you see that issue? You know, what what's proper and what's not? Well, look, I think freedom of speech in this country uh, protects some of the worst. Um, the ACLU, uh, you know, protected the Nazis when they marched through Jewish neighborhoods in, in Skokie. And many of us in the Jewish community understood that even that, uh, you know, at that point 50 years ago uh, was protected speech. And uh, it is a big distinction between what is your First Amendment right and what is human, uh, you know, and what is, uh, you know, com- uh, comprehensible for people to be doing and saying, when I see some of these rallies on college campuses, I, I am sick to my stomach. I cannot believe that kids who have gone through an American education uh, are admitted to our top schools, have a brain on their head, uh, that they can possibly be standing up and cheering college students, educated college students, cheering Hamas for its victory uh, and, and marching through the campus of their, where, where they know that there are Jewish classmates shouting intifada. Uh, it is absolutely, to me, uh, un, 
unfathomable that these are educated college American kids of the 21st century. Uh, yet here we are. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I think it would be wrong uh, to exercise any form of restraint on uh, political speech as long as it doesn't le- incite to violence. That is the standard that we must live to. And some of this is getting pretty close, I will say, uh, to that. Uh, but as long as it is expressions that I may find completely disgusting and, and beyond the pale, that they aren't fomenting violence, uh, it is their you know, First Amendment protected right to do so. It's just incomprehensible to me. You'll be interested to know maybe that yesterday on my website, we asked this question, should students who blame Israel for the Saturday Hamas attack be blacklisted by prospective employers? There is a move afoot in in that regard. 66% of more than 23,000 voted no. Two-thirds thought they should not. And many of the callers on that issue said exactly what Jeremy Benamy said, which is, I find this disgraceful. However, as much as it hurts me, I've got to recognize there's a right to say some of these things. Yeah, you know, that that is, I believe, the healthiest way to construct a society. If we start to have the government limit the content of our speech and decide what's acceptable and unacceptable, we are well on our way to destroying the fundamentals of the you know strongest and most important democracy uh, on the face of the planet. Jeremy, thank you for coming back to the program. The website, by the way, is simply jstreet.org, jstreet.org for those who want more information, and I encourage people to go and, and to read. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Michael. Great to be with you again. It's Jeremy Ben. Yes, totally understood. Jeremy Benemy, the president of J Street. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius X. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirk. 
Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Thank you so much for these telephone calls. In fact, can I just say thank you for the calls all week long? A most difficult subject matter, five straight days that we've spent pretty much all of our time on these momentous events. And the callers have been great. You know, a wide variety of perspectives all over the country. Uh, to the extent I can tell, black and white, and, you know, well represented of a variety of demographics. That's what I'm trying to say, and I appreciate you. So let's do this. And don't don't embarrass me now by having some, you know, some hate-filled uh, diatribes. Uh, Matt, greetings in Maryland. What did you most want to say? Hey, Michael. Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I think that one of the things that we need to have is moral consistency, like where we need to make sure that we are – if, if we're willing to show dead children in, in one situation, we need to do the same thing with the school shootings that happen in America. Like, so people who are willing to show dead kids, like, let's, let's be, be consistent. Con- consistent. And that's, 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 I, I'm not trying to go one way or the other. I'm yeah. just saying, let's just be morally consistent. The, I mean, I, I question whether, and I've said this before in the aftermath of Sandy Hook, whether any minds would really be changed. I know the mindset is that after one or more of these high incidents, these high profile incidents like that could change the debate. I don't know. People are so dug in on the Second Amendment. And frankly, they're so dug in on this, too. Greg, greetings in Raleigh, North Carolina. Take the floor. Hey, how you doing, Mike? Um, Hi. I just wanted to say I've, I've heard you say a few times uh, about the um U.S. intelligence agency saying that there's no connection to uh, Iran with any of this. But I, I feel like that's political in nature, and I wanted to get your opinion on that. What do you mean when you say it's political in nature? You think that, that people like they're, they're taking whatever side of that that best suits their interests? Well, I, I'm saying why, why would they say the why would they say anything different but that? Because it, it would look bad on the Biden administration, for one thing if there was. And also, you were saying earlier how Joe Biden could get credit if they if they can keep this thing contained. Well, that would be one way to contain it by by trying to spin this narrative that, well, Iran had no involvement, so it's just basically all Hamas and they only did it. But I don't buy that because I don't believe they learned how to fly around in these little umbrella cars. Okay, um, so so in, can uh, I, can, let, me, let me just get in here and cut to the chase. I think your suspicion is that Iran played a significant role and that the Biden administration is trying to keep that under wraps because if that word gets out and Americans realize it, we're going to be we're going to be saying, well, what what are you going to do about it? You better go, you know, attack Iran or do something to uh, to show accountability. Is that where you're coming from? 
That's exactly where I'm coming from. Okay. Yes. And, I mean, and, I, I, and I, I, living through the. Tr- Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say I would like I would like to think that that the administration would simply want to find out what are the facts and then let the chips fall where they may. That's obviously. Uh, by the way, thank you, Greg. I'm going to say a few more words about that. That's obviously the right response to it. All I can tell you is that it was the Wall Street Journal. I led my website with it, I think, on Tuesday. It was the Wall Street Journal that seemed to have some definition to the story, that there were meetings. They were as recently as last month. They were in Beirut, you know, in broad terms. Here are the participants and that that's where this was all hatched. And then the administration has come back a couple of times and they've said, we, we don't have uh, any evidence of, and what are the words, of, of a direct involvement by Iran. So I, I, I get your concern as to cover up. I guess the flip side is I, on the other hand, don't want to jump and leap to conclusions because that's how we got into Iraq. You know, WMD, we were so sure, et cetera, et cetera. We're playing for big stakes here. We better be right this time in terms of, of what we think of another company's uh, role. Uh, Wallaby in Orlando, Florida. Greetings. What did you want to say? Hey, good morning. Um, I heard on CNN this morning that um, the Republican congressmen have some members out of town. <clears throat> and I'm just curious as to if uh, the D's can actually use that to hijack the gavel back from the D's, or if that's just up to the Speaker Pro Tem. I don't know if they'd be able to get it for a vote. And and if they did get it to a vote, then if, if I'll just play along, if the Republicans then came back to town on Monday, couldn't they overturn whatever just transpired, especially when they still have that, that any member can, can call for a vote thing? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what led me to... to uh, pose the question it's like is this an opportunity for the d's to you know get well i can only i can only I, I, I can only imagine that that there's some like parliamentary trick where they'd be precluded from doing so or very quickly it would be reversed i mean the reality is the republicans uh they control the house albeit by a, a slim margin and i don't see any prospect for a, a democrat to to be elected house speaker michael you're in phoenixville pennsylvania what did you want to say Hey, good morning. So the, the Israelis should not go into Gaza for multiple reasons. If you look back to 1945, when the Russian army went into Berlin, they lost 2,000 tanks at the hands of German children running around with rockets the size of baseball bats. So, you know, it, it's just gonna, the further they go into Gaza, the worse it's going to get. A new generation of Hamas fighters are going to be created. I mean, after after all, half the population is under sixteen years old. That's amazing. So it seems that's like the most young, amazing part. You know, right, and, and so the only way yeah, Hamas is an idea. The only way you beat that is with a better idea. I share your concern that it is such a youthful area, and all you're doing is is making sure that the next two generations are going to hate everybody as much as their their parents and grandparents did. Um, What's the alternative? I mean, in the aftermath of September 11, and at the time, I was completely caught up in the, the mindset of the day. As the years wore on, I came to the conclusion that it should have been handled more as a, a law enforcement matter, more as a, a sniper approach, not a shotgun blast. Don't take over all of Afghanistan, much less go into Iraq. 
but instead go in there with whatever the appropriate number of troops are to kill those specifically responsible for the events. So that's my frame of reference in this. Is that possible in Gaza? I don't know. A lot of people, dense, close quarters. He said the size of London proper. I'll say the size of Philadelphia. I think we're both right. You know, they, they've, they've, got, they've got more living in Gaza than in the city of Philadelphia. I think we're at about a million five these days. They're at two million. That's, that's a very tall order. And you can't tell one from the other. Nobody's wearing a uniform. It's, it's not like they have characteristics that cause you to say, ah, there's, there's one of those that we are here to kill in, in, you know, in retribution for what happened on Saturday. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.